Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Motown and Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So, this was a very interesting weekend uh, in sports. Uh, I always feel like championship week in college football is like must-see TV. Uh, The NFL... The, your goddamn Lions put a complete game together. Probably the most complete game I've seen from the Lions in, I don't know, since 2014, maybe. Man, that that was one hell of a game. Actually, that's the most complete game from any NFL team in four years. Yeah. Um, and then I, I guess to cap it all off, you had your boy Deion Sanders taking a job at um, University of Colorado and telling the current players to basically hit the portal because he needs to bring his own luggage and his Louis Vuitton with him. So, <laughs> you know what? I didn't, you predicted that. I, I'm going to tell you kudos to you, sir. Did you predict him leaving? But we predicted him leaving and going to another school, not Col- Colorado, yeah. out of all schools. Wow. You you know where I would have liked for him to go? Uh, I would say somewhere in Florida. Nope. Wow. Although Florida State would have been interesting, his alma mater. I I still think, uh, depending on what happens with, I know they hired a new coach last year, um, but I, I still think depending on what happens, I don't know. It, it just seems like eventually he's he's gonna try to do the the Jim Harbaugh and, and coach his alma mater. I would have liked to have seen him go to Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati would have been a good choice, but for some reason, I think Cincinnati. It doesn't seem like Cincinnati pays well or something. I don't. It's something missing with Cincinnati. Like uh. I mean, it feels like they, they get coaches that are, like, really kind of under the radar, and then they pop out and do something. But for them to go after a big-name coach, that's not Cincinnati style. Yeah, um, and I know some people are, are uh, criticizing Dion for, for taking a job, for leaving the HBCU in Jackson State and going to Colorado. The, the man pretty much is getting paid five times his salary at Colorado that he was getting at Jackson State. I, I can't afford our brother for going to get those coins. Um, we wouldn't, if he was an ordinary citizen, we'll be like, take the promotion, blah, 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 blah. So. You you can't please, what I'm learning, Rodney, is you can't please people. No way, no how. And everybody always ties everything into a conspiracy theory. There's no conspiracy about this. This man gave his all those three years that he went to Jackson he turned that whole university around. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what else is there to say? Like he's he he coached his ass off. He gave him two championships. 
I mean, come on. And it's still going to coach in the in the Heritage Bowl on the 17th, which I thought it, uh, is very interesting considering most coaches, once they take a new job, uh, they don't come back to coach the bowl. So I like that move by Dion, kind of finishing what he started at Jackson State um, before he moves on. Um, the Pac-12 just got a little bit more interesting, though. He, he, uh, at least for a year, right? Because they'll have <laughs> Dion, Chip Kelly, Lincoln Riley on the same conference. Um Colorado's become a CTV. No, I I want to see if he can actually. That's what I was Coach. like when he said Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. I'm like that's really unattractive. Yeah, uh, like you, they haven't been that good since the last time they were Cordell good to Stewart. me. In my opinion, Cordell Stewart, right? And that was and they, the and miracle, they were okay with that. The one. miracle yeah. in, in the big house. Yeah, like that was the last time that they were really good. And well, he what, that, what did he say? They basically been shitting up the play for twenty years. Yeah, twenty years they've been awful. That that's that's terrible. They haven't been good since I was in my twenties. So that's sad. It'll be interesting. I wonder what Mel how Mel Tucker feels because he was at Colorado for a year, right? Uh, yeah, he was at Colorado for a year. And they, they still, but that division when Mel Tucker was there. And I don't think he even they, had a winning record. Uh, uh, he didn't. He didn't. That, that, when Mel Tucker was there, though, they were, that was a really tough division. And it's always been ruled by USC. Let's, let's just be honest. Sometimes UCLA will come in there and, and do a little something, but mm, it just, no, that's, that's yeah, it. we'll get, we'll get into USC in, in a little bit. They really shit the bed. This, uh, man. But I, I just, and then I hear some people criticizing Dion for, you know, for telling the current Colorado players, you know, basically hit the portal because I'm, I'm bringing in some some better players. But, I mean, that's the reality. Well, he, I, would you rather the coach lie to him? Uh, he's already named his son the starting quarterback. Right. And that was the whole thing, too. He's already named his son the starting quarterback. He's already got some people that are going to transfer over. Yeah, I think. You know what I really like about that? You know what I really like about what he's done, too? Some of his coaches that decided not to make the move with him, he's already trying to establish them as the new coaches for Jackson. Yeah. And that's what I really really like about that, too. Some of the players and staff that said, hey, this is my home. I like it here. I want to continue to win in ways at this university. You know, they didn't want to make the move to Colorado. And he's like, okay, well, stay here and keep the tradition alive. I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm Deion Sanders being anywhere in college football is good for college football. Um, it's good for sports in, in general. Um, Deion is just one of those personalities that that is must-see TV. Um I like that he the transparency. Even when he was with Jackson State, um, cameras always rolling. So it'll it'll be interesting. I can't wait to see uh, his first couple of practices at Colorado. Uh, Coach Prime, yeah, let's, let's let's roll. 
I, I'm, that's what I was just saying. Like the, about Colorado, man. Like that's it's not really the. It's not a. It's not a destination job. Yeah, that's what I was like. Wow. Like, I mean, what can you say about Colorado? Like you said, they have they have been irrelevant for over the past twenty years. They can't really get anybody to come there, especially when you got all these big time colleges. So, well, I I think their path may get a little bit easier, right? Because not definitely not next year. Um, I think USC, Utah, still the Pac twelve run through those two schools. Um, but once UCLA, USC leave for the Big Ten, that leaves what the Pac. I guess it'll be the Pac ten. Again, <laughs> after that, um, I guess that that kind of leaves it wide open, um, and, I, and I believe um, that sets up well for Dion because hell, your main competition is what Utah, Cincinnati, I, I may, maybe because they're coming over. I mean, I, uh, Houston. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> I hope and pray, Rodney, I hope and pray that he doesn't get put in a position like Herm Edwards and some of these other big-time coaches that came over and said, hey, let me make a leap to these big schools because he picked the right destination when he was playing again, when he did choose Jackson. Yeah, Jackson was kind of perfect for him, though. Yeah, that was perfect for him because of the competition. Not trying to be funny, like the competition, he was able to draw big-name players, and in that division – but when you're going against, like you said, USC, Utah, you're going against Oregon, Oregon yeah. State, you know. Yeah, you'll, just, you'll find out if he can really coach and, and for yeah, sure. Yeah, we're going to really find out because out of all those destinations I just named, that's the least likely destination that people wanted to go to, and they weren't able to draw anybody in. So I'm hoping and praying that he's able to draw people in and, and bring them over to the transfer portal and, and because they don't have winning ways. Yeah, and that's why I thought South, South Florida set up well for him. So, yeah, that would have been awesome. I, I, I would like South, South Florida would have been nice. Kind of, kind of bigger school. You're in the South, easier to recruit. Your biggest competition of what, UCF? Right, that's your biggest competition. And then you're going against other schools like Tulsa. And, yeah, you would have brought, you, you brought some pride. Yeah, like, come on. Coastal Carolina. So, right. I, I James just. James Madison. <laughs> Old Dominican. Old yeah. Dominican. I, I, just, yeah like <laughs> I just thought South Florida set up well um, for him. Because, hell, Coast there. And maybe the Florida State job becomes available next three to four years, um, which I, I still think long term Colorado's a stepping stone stone to the Florida State job. Um, you you know what else that kind of threw me off too, Rodney? I know that it's it's a young man like we just named him. Well, he's not a young man; he's around our age. That did the miracle in Cordell Stewart. Everybody knows he's been looking for a job. Hire him. How's he not trying to go back to Colorado, establish himself for a few years, and then move on to an NFL job? Um, he could like I feel like what Michigan did bringing back Denard Robinson. Um, I think he's like a recruiting coordinator or something. It's like the perfect setup for for him. Um, 
And I would like to see Cordell Stewart in some type of role. Uh, just Dion, because Colorado's not an easy place to win. It sure isn't. And like I said with Cordell Stewart, I know right now I think he's like an assistant coach or a quarterback coach. And he he did try to go and get hired to be a head coach at a few coaching positions that opened up over the past few years, and he was denied because he hasn't necessarily been like a – a leading head coach anywhere. So they're like, well, we want you to come in with some type of, you know, resume or something. But I'm thinking if he would have went back to Colorado, gave him a couple decent wins, he could have pulled like a hardball. But, you know, like when hardball was at Stanford, do something, but I don't know, man. Maybe maybe he just figures like his, so, his coaching destination may be in the NFL. I, you know, one person uh, – that this bodes well for though, uh, that becomes probably the face of um, not only the swag but HBCU football in general. Oh boy, the non handshake guy, <laughs> um, Eddie George. That's what I was thinking. Like, oh no, you said Eddie George. Wow. Yeah, Tennessee. You know, he's the head football coach at Tennessee State. Um, I believe he can become the, the face of the HBCU, but I also think he's proud to move up to eventually, too. I thought you would be speaking of... Uh, oh, Eddie Robinson uh, the Jr. Late, yeah, the late, great Eddie Robinson's uh, son, Mr. Eddie Robinson Jr. I thought that that's what you would be referring to because that was actually the, the second winningest coach. And Eddie George has been doing good. But uh, Eddie Robinson Jr., he actually was carrying the swag before Dion got there. Like, he was the actual, you know, been winning and everything. So Yeah, so uh, we'll see. Although I, I think – I know if <laughs> Ryan Day shits the bed against <laughs> Michigan one more time, Eddie George may be receiving a phone call from his alma mater. So. Ooh, that'll be – that's spicy. Now, I would love to see Eddie George go back to Ohio State. You know, I'm all about the black coaches, man. As much as I don't like Ohio State, I love to see a good black coach. I was so happy when Jawan Howard came back to Michigan, man, and then was winning, too. I just, it's something about when a black coach comes back. I hate Mel Tucker, but it's something about when he comes back and he wins. It's just that black coach. I, I promote black coaches. I love it. Yeah, so, you you. Speaking of college, uh, and I mentioned this earlier, so going into this this past week, your your top four were Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and then USC, and I'm and I was a firm believer that your top three, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, as long as they didn't get blown out, were set. Right. USC, all they had to do was win. All you you had one job. <laughs> I knew they wasn't gonna win that game. Utah is Utah is USC Crips night. They're like the Pistons when the Pistons couldn't beat uh who was it? It was it might have been the Utah Jazz for shit back in their hate. When the Pistons were dominant, Man. Utah always seemed to have a number. Man, always seemed to have a number. We would lose to like the weakest teams, man. And I remember, I remember it felt like when 
the Bulls took over too, and then the Pistons would play them, and they would beat the shit out of us for years to come. And then I remember we hired Doug Collins, a former Bulls coach, and when we beat them for that one time, and uh, they always show that replay. That's when uh, Grant Hill worked Scottie Pippen to death and, and was crossing him over, dunking all over the damn place. And I remember uh, he cried. The coach cried, man. Doug Collins, Doug Collins cried because we finally had beat the Bulls after so many years. That's the way it feels with USC. That USC is not going to beat Utah. Utah is on their ass every year. Yeah, it was a it was a lopsided game. So <laughs> USC loses. Georgia goes out and spanks LSU. Michigan does what Michigan does, and they turn it on in the second half and spanks Purdue. So doing Michigan teams. TCU <laughs> kind of shit the bed because in the, they were down by, what, 11 with like seven minutes to go in the game. Uh, they mount a very fast comeback, takes you into overtime, and why the hell uh, their coach went for it on basically fourth and goal in overtime instead of just kicking a field goal and hoping your defense could hold K-State to a field goal baffles me. But they, 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 they weren't going to hold them, Rodney. You know that we both know that if they would have kicked that field goal, they would have still lost by a touchdown because their defense is atrocious. Yeah, it's so, been bad all season. So TCU loses, USC loses, and then you got a very weird Nick Saban press conference, basically. Now you're talking about the big fiasco that everybody's been talking about. Everywhere I go, they've been talking about that. That's a new thing now that the the college football wants to do. This is the first year they did that, and people are complaining about that. And I'm like, that's going to be us one of these years. I like it. I don't hate it. How do you feel? I didn't. I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it either. I just. He the the two games they lost, their defense was, right. was, was atrocious. Uh, but he was right though, Rodney. They had key injuries to the quarterback position. The defense was bad and had a lot of penalties. But they went in there with a backup quarterback on the second loss. They should have won that game, and they lost by a field goal in in that game. So would you? Who would you take out? Ohio State. No, because I, I, in my honest opinion, this isn't the, the same Alabama team. They got too many people yeah. that actually left. And, and, and I guess that was my case. Uh-huh. Everything being equal, I do think Ohio State's a little bit better team. I think they got – I think the playoff committee got it right once USC lost, uh, even though Ohio – Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. Even though Ohio State got embarrassed on on their home field, um, Ohio State has some key injuries. You could argue Michigan best player was also hurt, but hell, that boy Donovan Edwards, and we can talk about the Big Ten championship game in a minute. 
Michigan well, got a superstar on their hands. They got a lot of superstars in their hands. But you know what really pisses me off? Now, I remember, Rodney, and I'm going to bring this up right now before we dive deep into the college uh, football playoffs. But a lot of players, what about a lot of players entering the draft already and then saying, I don't give a shit if I'm healthy by the time the college football playoffs start. I'm not playing. Yeah, I'm so, the draft and fuck you. Well, so you saw two things the last couple of days. A lot of players already saying they're entering the draft. And a lot of a lot of players are already hitting the transfer portal, right? They're, and they're not even playing. So Ohio State has two players, one of them being the leading wide receiver that got hurt at the beginning of the season, and also the running back that said that they're not playing and they're entering into the draft. Yeah. So and they're both they both will be healthy in a few weeks. They already been practicing, and they said they're not playing. This yeah, is the so championship. It'll, so it'll be very interesting um, going, talking college football playoffs. That Georgia-Ohio State game is a very, very interesting. Georgia plays basically the same version of football that Michigan plays. As far right. as offensive game, we run and running down your throats. We, we, we may you know, throw deep, but they're a run first team. Also their their defense defense is not as good as it was last year. But everybody knows Kirby Smart wants to stop the run. Where Ohio State may have an advantage depending on who plays, like you said, receiver wise. I don't know how good Georgia DBs, when they have been tested, have failed. I don't know if you, yeah, if you watch the SEC championship game, they won by twenty, but LSU put up a cool thirty. Yeah, that's true. It just, I just hope Ohio State. The only thing that sucks about Ohio State is the coaching. The coaching is so bad. Yeah, that, I don't uh, think they knows what the hell is going on most of the time. It yeah, that, that, the worst decisions. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what game plan Ohio State puts together for Georgia. Um, it better not be that one they put together for us, because I don't know what the hell that shit was. Yeah, that the one-on-one the, defense <laughs> zone. I don't know <laughs> what the hell was that. You playing one on one against guys that that will simply burn you. You playing one on one against tight ends that we don't spread out. You had Shoemaker and Lovelace just just Loveland all out there just by themselves on an island against freaking five foot five, five foot six cornerbacks, and these guys are six five. I just I didn't understand. Yeah, they better it, not do that with Georgia with that big old. Uh, you see that big old tight end for Georgia. <laughs> Be oh, like six, yeah, and he runs like a four-four. Yeah, like if you put him on one, they better not do that one-on-one coverage shit, Rodney. That's really gonna piss me off. That it feel like they're gonna be in for a spanking. I hope Georgia doesn't embarrass them. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the bracket, Michigan's already double-digit favor just about uh, against TCU. This steps up very, very well for Michigan. 
I don't. Yeah. I don't see TCU being able. JJ McCarthy's playing at a different level. The last two games that he played in the in a regular season, basically, Donovan People Jones has. I mean, Donovan Edwards has me saying uh, Blake Corum who. <laughs> I I would say. I would say I, I think they're both – I like Corum a little bit better than Edwards. I remember Edwards just playing with a broken hand. They're a good two-headed monster. I think they complement each other. That line, that line, anybody can run through that. Me, Rodney, me and you can run through that line. That's how good that line is, man. That The blocking has been amazing. Hopefully the other running backs, they can fall in line too because I don't think they understand um, going through the holes and making cuts like Edwards and Corum does. That's the only thing when you bring up those uh those other running backs. Yeah, it seems so. like they missed the hole and they'll go somewhere like totally the opposite way. And I'm like, what are you doing? So that's on the running backs. But uh, you know who TCU replay, reminds me of? Who they play like? They play like Purdue. That's they play exactly like Purdue. TCU is the Purdue of that division, and that lets you know like how bad that that division is. Like I know they only won one game. But it seemed like they're just a lot of low tier Big Ten teams. That's what that's what TCU, K State, some of those other SMU. They're like low tier Big Ten teams. They're they're like Minnesota. They're like Illinois. I won't even say Illinois because Illinois has a decent defense. But they're like Illinois on offense, and they don't even have a, a Iowa uh, defense. They have Iowa State. Iowa State has a decent defense, but. Yeah, it just they're they're like low tier. Michigan should blow them out. It's not going to be a game, just like they blew out Purdue. Yeah, I so knew it. Yeah. um, and they they definitely have a superstar that has emerged on defense. Oh, we were without our best uh, defensive player too. Who, Michigan. Mike Morris? Yeah, Mike Morris wasn't out. He, he he's yeah, the, I think he he's was, the second best defensive player right now for me. Oh wow! Are you leaning towards the cornerback? Yep. Oh wow! I don't know, man. That that one uh, wide receiver was tearing his ass up. He was tearing us up, period. But um, they had a lot of good schemes for him too, and I didn't like the way Michigan was playing him. I thought that what Michigan should have did. If well, they gonna, they put him under so. The second half, it seems like Michigan did make an adjustment. Uh, seems like they bracket, did a bracket style covers, had a safety over top, uh, right? Which uh, which allowed uh, Will Johnson on on a one route to undercut it, because uh, he knew he had help over the top uh, on the first interception. The second one that was just a hell of a play. Uh, he beat the, the wide receiver to the slant. Mm-hmm. So um, he he's playing ex- exceptional. Uh, the the scary thing is he's just a freshman. Like next year, I, I feel like he you basically it's going to get to the point where I got this half of the field. Right. 
That's that's gonna be that's gonna be the the true test right there. I like what Michigan is doing with them. The coaching, the in game on the fly coaching decision, where it doesn't really necessarily take a whole half. Like if you give Michigan till halftime to make adjustments, they're gonna make some tremendous adjustments. But the in game play after play, uh, score after score to, uh, adjustments, where they had the one wide receiver, like he was getting off on us. I like how they wind up doubling him and then putting the best corner on the second best wide receiver for Purdue and then double putting two guys that are decent defenders and doubling up on that good wide receiver. That way you can have the overhead safety and the one cornerback. So that's what that's I love the way that they're doing that too. Michigan is they're figuring it out. Shout out to Harbaugh and the defense, the defensive coaches, they're balling this season. Yeah. <clears throat> Championship time. So I, I think it sets up for something. I really want to see something the Michigan football team has, has talked about this this past week. Mm-hmm. They they want Georgia. Yeah, it's the re, it's revenge. It's revenge time, man. And um, I think our scheme is really good to get Georgia this time too. I think we'll give them a good game. Well, I think um, last year they they were just happy. To, to be I think Ohio State was their moment we slayed the dragon and then they were happy they expect to win this year right and I think like I think the personnel is better this year too I do too um, I think second year um, with some of the coaches I know this is Jesse Mentor's uh, first year as a D coordinator, but this is year two of the scheme. So, right. um, just and then some of the plays, the the two point conversion where they basically had the the line slid all the way to one side and then threw back towards the 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 other side for the two. Um, thought that was a brilliant play call. Um, and it, the the thing that that I like the most is this wasn't a typical ball possession game for Michigan, right? Purdue had the ball for longer, but you it's you had Edwards making a big play, you had JJ McCarthy making a big play, um, so it, it sets up very well. We have a month to to Monday morning quarterback this, <laughs> and that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a good month for Michigan too. So that way they can cook up more schemes, guys can get more healthy. I love that they brought in this linebacker man and got him running the ball. It gives us a power run game. He even he even threw the ball one time, a little jump pass. Um, the last game prior to the championship game against Ohio State, which was ballsy. So it shows that I want to see him do the jump pass one more time. What the hell? If we can incorporate that and put that into the playbook, I would love to see it. Cause I, and I really love the tight ends, too, that which emerged in crunch time in the past three or four games this season, too. Like, yeah. Um, uh, Shoemaker and Loveland are becoming home. You know, they're home names now, man. National cha- national TV names. Yeah, and I think Air Osp, uh saw the writing on the wall because he announced he's transferring today. Oh, yeah, the tight end for uh, the former tight end? Yeah, and I, and I guess he 
he because he didn't say, but it was very cryptic about why he was leaving. Uh, doesn't feel like I feel like because I, I think him and Kay McNamara are like best friends, and he didn't like Kay losing his job, but. There's so much more upside with a J.J. McCarthy. It's a huge upside with J.J. McCarthy. He's able to run. He's faster than K-Man running. He's more accurate passing. And he's a game manager. I like him better as a game manager. And McNamara was a a decent game manager. That's what really kept us in games too last season because he was able to manage games, sort of like a Jimmy G. But now you got... You got J.J. McCarthy, man. He's like Jimmy G times 10 on steroids. I love the way he game manages the game. He doesn't turn the ball over, and he doesn't he doesn't overassert himself and try to be the hero, play hero ball. He's pat, handing off the ball to Blake, the, the Quorum and the Edwards, and he's making efficient throws to the tight end. He, he doesn't have to show out. And then when we need him to show out, he does it. Against Ohio State, he realized that the – that the running backs were in trouble. They were loading the box. They're playing one-on-one coverage. Now he goes efficiently and throws for three touchdowns. This guy's a star, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. We got all these other. What is it? Forty-two bowl games total. Yeah, forty-two. Um, so, shit, and they, they started next week, the, the 17th. So. <laughs> Which bowl games are you looking forward to besides besides the, the National Championship Bowl, of course? Are there any other bowl games that you're looking forward to? Um, there There's always one that intrigued me. Just because of where they're being played at, um, like the what is it, the Holiday Bowl in San Diego? I'm intrigued because it's being played at Petco Park. Oh um, wow, yeah. Um, the pin pinstripe bowl in New York is always fascinating to me. Um, it's something about just seeing Yankee Stadium turned into a, a football diamond. A football field, I should say. Um, hell, I think you got one being played at Wrigley this year. Oh wow, I'm, that's interesting. I'm, I do want to see the USC Tulane game and the Cotton Bowl. I'm hoping Tulane wears like what is it, like the Mean Green Wave uh, helmet and stuff. Oh yeah, now that'll be sweet. Uh, uh, not excited for the Sugar Bowl. At all, Alabama and Kansas State. Oh wow! Um, I'm curious. I do want to see this Notre Dame, South Carolina, and the Gator Bowl. That game, um, just because South Carolina was on a roll to end the season with the upsets of Tennessee and Clemson. Right. Right. Uh. <laughs> The Alamo Bowl is always good. It's Texas and Washington this year, so. Yeah, that's going to be a good bowl, too. I definitely want to uh, want to check that one out. It's a couple little un, uh, it's a couple little underrated bowls that I want to see. 
Um, I definitely, I always, I was a fan this season, and I won a couple dollars messing around with Coastal Carolina and East Carolina was both good this season. They were decent. Um, they had some close call games, and they 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 fought hard this season. They both will be going against each other, Coastal Carolina and East Carolina in the Birmingham Bowl, um, December twenty seventh, and I would like to see that because I think it's going to be a nice high scoring affair, some big hits, both Carolina teams. So I'm excited about that one. Just some just some little low key action, man. Just some low key action. Uh, <clears throat> the Jimmy Kimball L.A. <laughs> Bowl. Oh wow! Is that that's is that real? Yeah, Jimmy Kim Kimball L.A. Bowl Inglewood. So it's at it's at the SoFi Stadium, Washington State versus Fresno State. <laughs> wow! I, you just caught me off guard. I thought you was messing with me, man. Like, nope. <laughs> wow, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. And then I you do, know. I do want to see the um, Fenway. It's Fenway, not Wrigley, but Louisville and Cincinnati. Ooh, that'll be good too. I love Louisville's quarterback. Yeah, he's pretty dope. It's an early kick though, eleven a.m. Wow. There are. Oh, go ahead, brother. I'm trying to think. There are one, two, three, four, five, six. Next Saturday, six bowl games. Whoa. When I tell you, that's what I'm excited about. One of those bowl games, the New Mexico Bowl. BYU against SMU. When I tell you it's gonna be a shootout. Oh yeah, they they the might as well set the over under on this game has to be a hundred. <laughs> Dude, both of these teams are the worst and they're allowing like the most crazy yards, the most points. SMU averages 39, 40 points per oh, game. Only bad be, thing about that bowl is it's gonna be played at a very shitty stadium. Oh <laughs> uh, damn, where is it being played at? Uh, is it? Oh, it's in New Mexico, so it's got to be in Albuquerque yeah, or something. Yeah, it's being stupid. played at the. I want to say it's the yeah, the University of New Mexico Stadium. Oh wow! Really? Come on, Albuquerque, you got to do something better than that. Jeez. Yeah, it's, it's, it is in it, it is in Albuquerque. <laughs> Another game that could yeah, be. That's terrible. That's probably going to be stinky good. That's being played in Annapolis, Maryland at the Naval Academy Stadium. The Duke versus UCF game. Ooh, that's going to be nice. I want to see that. Duke's been sneaky good, too, over the past, what, three or four seasons? Yeah. And you already said the the Gator Bowl with Notre Dame against uh, South Carolina. Yeah. I don't know, man. Notre Dame... They they lost the last the last game. South Carolina's been really hot these past couple games. So I don't know, man. Like this this might be tough one for Notre Dame. I, they might get the brakes beat off of them. Shoot, you got UCLA versus Pitt in the Texas El Paso Bowl at another crappy stadium, but <laughs> crappy stadium day. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the Sugar Bowl, like you said before, too. Um, Alabama was talking all that mess. I believe Kansas State can get them. 
I do too, because Martinez looks like a whole different quarterback since he left Nebraska. So, right now, I think like I think he's gonna run them out of the damn. Gym. Alabama hasn't been able to score like that, and the games have been real tight. I don't. What I'm trying to think of. They don't have a Motor City Bowl no more, dude. They got rid of that. They do. They? It's it's a new name though, the Quick Lane Bowl. Oh, the Quick Lane Bowl. It okay. is Bowling Green versus New Mexico State. Yeah, we should go check that out just to support, man. Yeah, I what really wish um, Toledo was playing in it, but they're in a Boca Retain Bowl, I think. Oh, damn it. I, I mean, I, I guess I can roll with Bowling yeah, Green. The, the like... Boca Retain Bowl. That could be an interesting game, too. Toledo versus Liberty. Oh, yeah, that'll be a really good. That actually would be a decent game, too. Toledo's been pretty good, too. I like that they can score and the defense been decent. Um, I was kind of surprised Eastern Michigan was pretty good this season and was giving a, a fight to a lot of the. They actually made a bowl game this season yeah, too. Famous Idaho and Boise <laughs> on the on the blue turf. Wow! Wow, they made it to the blue turf. Wow. Um, what about the Sun Bowl with UCLA versus Pitt? Well, that could that could be good. Yeah, because UCLA Texas. they they play down the competition. So and Pitt's been kinda shaky, like decent, okay, I don't know. Oh, I'm definitely Just, watching yeah. you have the Bahamas bowl, the first bowl of the season on December the sixteenth. And what ha- has to be one of the worst fields for a bowl game <laughs> ever, but the Bahamas bowl. They just be coming up with stuff, man. Yeah, it's like it's like in a converted old soccer stadium or something. Oh no! <laughs> I see the cheeses bowl with Florida State versus Oklahoma. Like they just came, they pulled that one out of their ass, man. Is that the one that? No, that's at the that's in Orlando. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Because Oklahoma isn't good and uh, Florida State isn't good. They're both like six and six or something. Yeah, it just. Somebody said the final score is going to be 13 to two. (laughs) 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 They're talking about both of these teams are highly bad. Like, they shouldn't even be playing in this bowl game. I would have liked to see. They could have put Michigan State in one of these games. I don't know how Michigan State could have been this They, bad they didn't apply. From what I'm hearing is Michigan State didn't apply for a waiver since they're five and seven. They would have had to get a waiver that they did not apply for. I would have loved to see them in like one of these bowl games, man, or at least play in the one that's in Detroit. Yeah. Definitely didn't probably want to make that trip. So I guess they need the rest. That's fine. Um, let me see. What's another good bowl, man? We before we dive into the uh, Detroit Lions, real quick. I can go for the Las Vegas Bowl. Yeah, on the seventeenth, Florida against Oregon State. Yeah, I can do that one. Uh, Cotton Bowl. Wow, USC against Tulane. 
Yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna be a good game. I feel like. Yeah, I think Tulane's gonna whoop their ass too. Um, Iowa versus Kentucky. That should be interesting. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a really good one too. Man, you know what? I didn't want the Rose Bowl to be Utah against Penn State, but since Penn State won, I mean since uh Utah won against uh against USC, I understand. And then with Ohio State being in the playoffs, I means the third best team from the Big Ten East goes to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, that's gonna be one good game though. I wanted Penn State to go against uh, Alabama for some reason. I don't know. I felt like I needed that. Here goes but. a good transition. Tom Brady, mm-hmm. comeback kid. Oh, nope. Touchdown just got called back. Uh-oh. But he's driving down the field with 16 seconds left. You know what I don't like about, and I, I know we talk about this every season, Rodney, is how these teams with the horrible records. I think the, I believe the Lions are going to win out, and this 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 is the transition to the Lions. We're playing good football. The t- we go against teams that are below five hundred, teams that we've beaten before or had a chance to beat. I believe we're going to beat Green Bay. I believe we're going to beat Chicago. The Jets are in a quarterback controversy. I think we can outscore the Jets. Either the Jets do have an amazing defense. It's not Soft. enough to stop that Lions offense. It's not enough. And I and I also believe that we'll beat Minnesota at home. And I believe that we'll we, the next team that we play, we'll beat the Jets, we'll beat Minnesota, we'll beat uh, the Bears, we'll beat Green Bay. And what's the other team? You said Chicago, right? Yeah, it's uh, Chicago, yeah. Chicago, the Jets. Oh, the Panthers, the the Carolina Panthers. We'll beat the Panthers. Who just got rid of Baker Mayfield. (laughs) Yeah, they just cut him. We'll beat all those teams. We should beat beat all five of those teams, in my opinion. Uh, We're playing some good football right now. So are you saying playoffs? I'm saying playoffs, but I don't think that the rest of the other teams are going to lose either. That's the sad part about it. I don't think the Giants are going to lose. I don't think the Seahawks are going to lose, and I don't think the Commanders are going to lose. I believe that the Lions will win out and still not make the playoffs. We needed the Giants and the Commanders to not tie. And they tied against each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they both. We need them to not tie. Like they, they both got together. It's like, let's screw this. Let's screw yeah, the Lions. Yeah, they screwed us for sure. Like, that was the worst. Uh, the Seahawks, man. And then the 49ers sitting here and, and wind up uh, losing Jimmy G for the season. But they have the. I just don't think that uh, the, the Seahawks have the tiebreaker over us. I don't think the Seahawks are going to lose two games. If they do wind up losing two games, well, they'll have the tiebreaker over us and get into the playoffs. We did beat the Giants. We did beat the Commanders, but I don't think they're going to lose anymore with the schedule. They do play each other one more time, 
but it's not enough to uh, for them to lose twice. Just, and just to give you an update, Tom Brady has done it. Oh, Lord. Brought Tampa Bay back. Mm-hmm. And as long as this extra point is good, 17-16, Tampa Bay with three seconds left. Now, Rodney, I think I just put my foot in my mouth, brother. I said we need the Commanders and the Giants to both lose. The Giants have the toughest schedule out of all of them. We need two of those teams to lose for the Lions to get in there. The Giants have to play Dallas. The Giants have to play the Eagles next, right? And they still have to play Dallas too, right? One more time. No, they lost both of those games in Dallas. They have to play the Giants next. Then they have to play the Commanders again in the rematch. Then they play the Vikings. Then they play the Colts. Then they play the Eagles again. The Giants might not make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the Commanders and see what the Commanders, what their schedule looks like. Because we need both of these teams to lose. I think the Commanders are on a bye week this week. So let's check out the Commanders. The Commanders are on a bye week. Then they come back and they play the Giants. Then they play the 49ers. The Cleveland Browns, then the Dallas Cowboys. Can we possibly see both of these teams lose out? They can't lose against each other again or tie. It's a possibility the Commanders can lose every game this season. It's a possibility the Giants, unless they play again, unless they play a decent game against the Commanders because they tie, can lose out this season too. Because both of their schedules are extremely hard. Lions are extremely easy. It looks like the Lions might make the playoffs, right? Playoffs? Now. Or am I looking too deep into it? Um, uh, I feel like there's a 50-50 chance of them making a the playoff. If nothing else, they win four of the next five. Let's say they don't make the playoffs. The Lions will be a team next year nobody wants to play. Right, because I don't see the Seahawks not making the playoffs. Seahawks play the Panthers. They should blow them out next. They play the 49ers. 49, they might beat the 49ers. I think they gave the 49ers a run for their money. To, well, no, they got smoked by the 49ers the first game. Then they play the Chiefs. They play the Jets, and they play the Rams again. It's safe to say the Seahawks are going to make the playoffs. They're going to beat the Panthers. They might lose to the 49ers, might lose to the Chiefs, might lose to the Jets, but they're going to beat the Rams again. That's enough. They got the tiebreaker over us. That's enough right there. Um, 49ers, on the other hand, 49ers, they're 8-4, they're but they play Tampa Bay next. Yeah, they play Tampa Bay, they play the Seahawks, the Commanders, the Raiders, and the Cardinals. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, this is tough. But the Lions look pretty good like they're in the driver's seat right now. They they have their own destiny ahead of them. They, they can just win out, Rodney. So you How saying, strong do you believe in your Lions? Uh, 60-40, they went out. 
I'm good. I like the I like the optimism. Let's give them a 60-40 day win out. I like that. I like that. I can get jiggy with it. I like that we play Green Bay and uh in Chicago at the end of the year. A lot of those teams, like they're gonna sit guys out because they have nothing to play for. Um so I believe like we'll be good at the end of if we can get to the last two games of the season. I believe that those teams are going to sit people out and we'll be just fine. Matter of fact, Green Bay's trying to sit people out now, but Aaron Rodgers is refusing from what I was told. Um, Yeah, he, he still feels like they, they got some stuff to play for. So, And where's yep. Stephen A. Smith? That's a bad man. Yeah, that is a bad man. They actually turned around. I thought that they were going to get smoked. When I seen that score, like, close to halftime, I want to say it was at the, like, the first quarter going into the second quarter. It was, like, 19 to 3. I'm like, man, like, the Bears are spanking them. 20-something unanswered points, and they wind up winning the game. The Bears never scored anymore. <laughs> Bears only scored 19 points the whole game after taking over that crazy lead. Shame on the Bears for that one. But the Bears, I, I like the way that – I like Fields. I think the Bears, got a, they got a good quarterback on their hands. He got a little bit more practice to do and get him a couple other guys that can play with him. Um, I think Claypool is going to be good for him. And they'll be, they'll be decent next season. Yeah, I feel like – There's the 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 Bears will take will take a step forward next year. I feel like the Vikings will fall back to reality. Packers. I feel like this might be their new normal. Yeah, this is a new norm for them. For next season, they're gonna be decent, but they gotta they gotta retool. Also, I think the Lions take a huge step forward. I think they actually will be pretty good next season. You'll get more Jameson Williams. Um, I say that they bring if they make the playoffs and win out, I say they bring back Jared Goff. I think he's pretty much sealed his deal. I think he'll be back regardless. I agree. I agree. I said I think they will draft a quarterback, but he'll be on the shelf until uh Jared Goff's new contract is up. Or unless Jerry Goff gets hurt and then they bring the new quarterback along. Because it won't take long for uh, – if the Lions, especially if the Lions make the playoff, Goff's play hasn't really been that atrocious, I guess. If you if you talk about all the injuries, I was looking at a couple other uh, podcasts and they were talking about how the Lions racked up a lot of injuries and it left Jerry Goff like throwing passes to Khalif Raymond and some of the other guys that weren't really – Number ones, you know, as far as like wide receiver wise, St. Brown was hurt, uh, Chark was hurt, Jameson Williams was hurt, Reynolds was hurt. Um, Swift, yeah, it just we had a lot of injuries. Swift was hurt, you're right. So, a lot of when we played against the uh, the Patriots, when we played against the Dallas Cowboys, we were we had so many injuries. Offensive line had injuries, defense had injuries. We just we had too many guys that were out and injured. But now we're at our healthiest, and that's the perfect timing because it's the end of the season. 
Yeah, I, I, I give. I give them better than the what they say punter chance of making the playoffs. Um, this this back half of the schedule does set up very well for them, um, and the the Lions just and I'm just basing this on player development that we've seen. They're going to be a problem for for. The, the next five years plus. Hutchinson. Yeah, I definitely agree. Hutchinson looks good. Kirby Joseph looks good. Pascal looks good. Rodrigo looks good. Uh, we haven't seen Jameson Williams yet. But you have to believe in, in what Brad Holmes is, is doing. Uh in the draft, there's been more hits than misses. When you think about Kirby Joseph, what what seventh round pick, pick um, St. Brown fourth round, Rodrigo I think was sixth round. He's he's finding some gems. That is true. That is really true. He's finding gems and he's finding guys that are hard workers and determined to win. And uh, they want to bring in a winning culture. And that's what I, I like about the players that he's brought in. That's that's dope. I like that. And we're going to continue to get hardworking guys, too. So that's one thing I can say about the coaching staff. He's going to get guys that that have a winning attitude. And if you don't have you don't have a winning attitude, you don't want to win, then he's going to pull you to the side or he's going to get rid of you, put you on the practice squad. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. Rodney, I have one more thing. We're almost it's almost that time. We're almost about to get out of here. Um, I wanted to mention something about some music. OK. And uh and it's an album that came across me that I really like. It's the Heroes and Villains Metro Boomin album. I thought it was really dope. So that's on my um, to listen list. So I'll, I'll update you guys on the bonus episode of how I feel about it. Uh, I also wanted to talk about on the, the bonus episode is we we got the Rolling Times 100 um best albums of, of 2022 uh, I don't know if you got a chance to, to see it yet but some very interesting uh, hip hop albums made the list some didn't some I felt were ranked too high some too low so um, I guess we can get out get out of here on this can you guess what the number one album of 2022 was according to Rolling Stones Oh wow! Um, according to Rolling, I'm gonna take a. I'm not gonna state the obvious, but this is Rolling Stones, and it's the number one album, not hip hop, but just the number one album. Yeah, right? number one album, 2022. Oh wow! You know, I'm gonna go some off the wall choice. That's something that Rolling Stones would do, and this album been getting some pretty big rave reviews. I'm gonna go Taylor Swift. Nope. Oh wow! Is it one of our albums that we chose as top? Um, it, is, it is an album we, we raved about when it came out. Is it Lizzo? Nope. 
Well, it's, it, it can't be. You, nope. Think, think Taylor Swift and Kanye West. Oh, wow. Was it Drake and 21 Savage? Nope. It says Beyonce. Well, you know what? I'm really surprised by that. They usually don't give Beyonce her props like that. Yeah, they, they gave her her props this time. Wow, I'm really shocked. You did name you did name some albums that made the list though. Um, Lizzo was on there. Twenty One Savage and Drake are are both on there. Of course, Taylor Swift is on there. Um, so bonus episode. Nah, I'm I'm gonna send you the list and we we can talk about it on, the, on the bonus episode. All right, that sounds like a game plan. Okay, so we'll get out of here on that note, and we'll catch y'all on the B side. Peace.